Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's my birthday. I'm 44 years old today. And we are heading out to a nice Mexican joint around here, Mad Mex. Going to get some margaritas and some burritos. Sit up and sit by the lake. Um, but I wanted to knock this podcast out first. And I gave myself extra work. You know, we did defensive tackles, which was a wide variety of players yesterday. I mean, I urge you to check that out. Today, I'm doing edge, guys. Um, and there was just so many of them. I, I couldn't just narrow it down to 10. So, not only do I have a long list of the misses, you know, guys that didn't come in my top 19, but I also ranked 19 guys. So here's my outside the 19th. And some of these guys are really, really hard to classify. I mean, Jadavian Clowney, Michael Bennett, uh, Trey Flowers. A lot of these guys line up on the inside a high percentage of snaps. So I hated having to um, actually write, you know, put exactly a, a title or a label on these guys as just edge players. But So it's a wide variety. But here's the guys that didn't make it. Pernell McPhee. Daniel Hunter, who I think will be very high on this list next year, by the way. His teammate, Everson Griffin. Clay Matthews, I think, is a declining player. Ryan Kerrigan's a dude I like a lot but didn't quite make it. D. Ford is Flash. Tom Bahali's had a great career. And then Dockway for the Jags, I think, is somebody in the Daniel Hunter mold, maybe, that's going to be very much in this conversation a year from now. Brian Arakpo's had a quality career. Terrell Suggs is still playing well and has had a great career. Carlos Dunlap. James Harrison's had a great career and is still playing extremely well. He almost made the list. And I mentioned Trey Flowers as an up-and-comer, a guy I like a lot. So to be very honest, I don't have a ton of time. I'm going to buzz through these. I have given them a lot of credit and it's or a lot of thought. It's a really difficult exercise to rank the 19 best edge players. And there's not a huge difference between number 10 and number 19. But, man, there is quality here. There is high, high quality. Vic Beasley led the league in sacks last year. I have him at 19. I'm probably going to catch some heat for that. Um, I thought a lot of his sacks were against subpar dudes. I thought a lot were on stunts and loops. I don't think he's a fully developed pass rusher yet. But he's explosive. He doesn't even play a high percentage of snaps. He only plays about 60% of the snaps. Um, so that those things would be kind of work in his favor and kind of don't. That in that maybe the best is ahead of him. There's a lot of ability there. He becomes more of an every down guy. You add, you know, Tack McKinley to the mix too. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is my 18th. Has really learned how to play with that hand. Really good at the line of scrimmage. More pressures than sacks. Good run defender. I think he could take another step, though. I mean, is he is he a Hall of Fame type guy? No. But does he have that ability? Yeah. You know, I mean, could be. I, I think that New York could 
want a little more out of him. Yeah, I, but I like him a lot. I mean, he's a great player. Whitney Merciless doesn't get close to the credit he deserves. He's 17th on this list. Um, in some ways, I think he's a better pure edge pass rusher than Clowney. And you also see Merciless line up on the interior. You'll see him line up uh, on the second level on the interior as an A-gap blitzer, a B-gap blitzer. Use them all over the place. But I think he's the underrated piece of what I think is one of the best defenses in the league. At 16 is Cameron uh, Cameron Jordan. Not as dynamic as certainly a Vaughn Miller or, you know, not a high-twitch, twitchy-type guy. But he's really good against the run. High-quality all-around player. I wish the Saints had more opposite him, and it doesn't look like they fixed that problem. But he's been the best player on a struggling defense for a long time now. Uh, a high-quality, to me, Pro Bowl-type all-around player. It could fit a lot of schemes as well. Uh, Brandon Graham for the Eagles at 15. Doesn't get enough credit either. Uh, I think he's a great player. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he's a handful to watch. A good leverage guy. Good burst. Um... Is he ideally a number one pass rusher? I think he's on the border, you know, and they used a first-round pick on another one. Uh, I think that front's going to be really good. Talked about Fletcher Cox, and they added Tim Timmy Jernigan. Uh, I think that front's going to be really, really good, and Graham's as good a pass rusher as any of them there. And, again, that's a dangerous group. It doesn't blitz a lot. Talked about Pierre Paul with the Giants, Olivier Vernon also with the Giants. These guys play a ton of snaps. They play the run really well. They're true 4-3 type ends. I think that, you know, uh, Vernon has lived up to his massive contract. But maybe you want a little bit more, you know, a little more sack production between those two. And I think that could be coming. I mean, I, I don't think that's crazy talk to think that that could be on the horizon for Vernon as well. So I've given you 14 through 19 now I want to tell you a little bit about SeatGeek. You know, I've told you about them often, but they're fantastic. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football or any games you want. Oh, man, my pens I look like they're in trouble. Um, NBA's going on, obviously. Concerts are big. U2's coming to town here tomorrow, actually. Uh, I was thinking about going, not gonna. Chris Rock was just here recently, but SeatGeek will get you in for all those events. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. Um, basically, for any way, any kind of tickets you want, like I mentioned, I can be anywhere. And with just a few taps, you instantly find seats for this weekend or any game or my birthday. Um, with SeatGeek, you always get the best deal for every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals to fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And best of all, all of my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And this is what you do. You download the SeatGeek app. Boom. Go to the setting tab and click add a promo code. You enter the promo code L-O-N-F-L. Easy enough. Boom. You make a purchase and SeatGeek will then send you $20. Bucks, uh, check in the mail for your, your first purchase. Can't beat it. 
So download the SeatGeek app today and use the LONFL code. At 13, I have Chandler Jones. I think Arizona invested a lot in him and are very happy on the returns. Um, long, powerful, versatile, best as a 4-3 end, but can do a lot of things. Has a good burst for somebody with that body type. Um, uses his hands well, long-armed, uh, great player. At 12, I have Jadavian Clowney. I'm sure some of you would have him higher. I think he's a great, powerful, straight-line athlete. I like him coming on the interior a lot, and they use him more as a defensive tackle than you probably realize. I don't think he's a great change-of-direction type guy, or you know, and still probably getting back to full strength. A lot of ability here, long-armed as well, heavy hands, a lot of power rushing. I mean, I don't see a lot of variety of moves with Clowney, but certainly an up-and-comer. Same was said for Ziggy Ansa not too long ago. And I don't think he was really ever himself last year. He's 11th on my list, but I have faith that he's going to return in a big way. The Lions absolutely need that. I look at the defense and see a lot of problem areas. I don't see pass rush help around him very much. He's going to get a lot of attention, and he did last year. But I do think he's for real. I don't think two years ago was a flash in the pan at all. Certainly not a flash in the pan is Cliff Averill. And I think he's amongst the most underrated defensive players in the last 10 years. You know, the, the Seattle has so many good dudes that it's easy to overlook him. But he's there week after week and year after year. Double-digit sack type of player. Um, Averill at 10. My, you know, some of you might have him like 16, 17, 18. I think you're selling him short. I think you're selling him short. And at at nine, I have Cameron Wake. Um, love this. You know, that I love that he's resurrected his career. I thought that there was a chance after his injury that he might be done. That we may have seen the best from him. But boy, he came back like gangbusters. I remember watching him um, at, the, at the Canadian level. I remember watching him coming out of Penn State. He's such a better player than any of us would have thought at that time. I mean, bends the edge really well. Um, hopefully they don't run him into the ground too much, but he's still really getting it done. Melvin Ingram at eight, um, does a lot, you know, he can drop into coverage. He's a little bit lighter than some of these guys. Um, but I think screaming off the edge is what he's done best. I think he's really hitting his stride as a player in his career, getting better and better. Having Bosa there is going to help him. I think he's basically going to play the Averill role, more or less, in this Seattle defense, which is not going to be a lot of dropping. Contract year, I really think the Chargers have to lock him up long-term and are crazy if they don't. Um, again, this is a stud. Here's one that might shock you at number seven, is Robert Quinn. And he's been a little quiet the last couple of years, but I think he's going to be... I wouldn't compare him to Von Miller, but I think he's going to really flourish in this new system off the edge. He is so explosive. His first step might be better than any of these guys. He's a remarkable athlete. I'm expecting a gigantic, maybe defensive player of the year type season from Robert Quinn. So, you Rams fans, I'm going to have more good things to say about the Rams than I think a lot of analysts out there. And Quinn's one of the big reasons why. I'm expecting a huge year from him. I got Joey Bosa at six, and I feel like that's too low. I mean, I think he's already great. I think that 
I was just doing another podcast with Bill Williamson, and we said, you know, he's not really underrated because he was Defense Rookie of the Year. I'm like, well, I think he is underrated because I think he's more of a Defensive Player of the Year guy. You know, he came to the scene now and was an instant impact stud, pass rusher, defender, multiple gap player without camp and holding out. I mean, it's crazy. I, I think he is going to be one of the best defensive players in the league from a consensus opinion ASAP. I couldn't put him higher because these other guys are just great. And that's Justin Houston at five. And I'm going to operate under the assumption that he comes back to being the player that we saw. And he needs to stay healthy. It's my only concerns with him, though. I mean, dominant, dominant player. As good as any edge pass rusher in the league when he's right. I mean, it's, that's the truth. He just isn't right quite enough. Michael Bennett probably, you know, is a disservice to call him an edge. He spends so much time on the interior. But he didn't quite fit the criteria of my defensive tackles yesterday. Um, again, there's, there's so many of these guys that play so many different spots. It's hard to label what Michael Bennett is other than a great defensive lineman. A great defensive lineman. If 270 plus, plus pounds, you know, they're hoping Solomon Thomas can be close to this type of guy, but he can do anything you ask of him. Wreaks havocs on guards, has for year after year. I mean, he's a total stud. Khalil Mack is number three. He's a little streakier than you'd like, and but he's defensive player of the year. You know, I mean, he's mass, massive sack potential. Massive sack production. Uh, before that, he was a big pressure guy. Didn't quite translate the sacks. And as expected, now they translate to sacks. I think his best days are still ahead of him. I worry about the rest of the Raiders' defense more and more, though. I mean, uh, I used to be more of a believer in that group. I'm not sure that I am anymore. I got Vaughn Miller at two. I mean, this guy's uh, going down as an all-time great um, bends the edge like nobody else, an unbelievable athlete, maximizing those athletic tools, total superstar. I mean, he's a total superstar of any generation. I mean, he's Derek Thomas. I mean, he's Hall of Fame. I mean, he's already got a ring. Uh, there's nothing to dislike about Von Miller. And the only reason he's not number one is because J.J. Watt is. And is they're very different players, obviously. But Watt come maybe could have went with the defensive tackles. Wherever you put him, he's one, I hope. And it's all about how does he recover from this injury. And I am going to rank him like I saw him last, which is the best player on the planet and one of the best defensive players who's ever lived. I mean, he's he's kind of like the Gronk, you know, where Gronk has been playing, what, five, six years and is already going down as the best tight end ever. Watt is on that type of pace when you compare him to Reggie White and Dick Butkus and Ray Lewis and Mel Blunt and Deion Sanders and, you know, all these superstars and Lawrence Taylor. I mean, he's in that class for what he's putting out there week after week pre-injury is amazing. It is really amazing. So I buzzed through these pretty quick. I apologize, but I have a bazillion things on my plate today. I've been at Steeler Minicamp today, tomorrow, the next day, and that's, that's put me in more of a crunch as well. Um, tomorrow we will do off-the-ball linebackers. All right. Thanks, guys. Over and out.